is a god of the game. After six years, Australia are world champions again. They finally got their hands on the one trophy missing on their massive cabinet. While on the other side, it's heartbreak again for New Zealand and fans like me who believe in fairy tale ending. To make matters worse, they are already in India gearing up to face Rahul Dravid's men. Well, not just Indian cricket team, but also Aston Villa, Norwich City and even the mighty Barcelona are beginning their journeys under new leadership. Portugal and Italy's World Cup qualifier upsets, thrilling end to the F1 season and a great start for the Warriors. Let's go! Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Sports Charcha, where we have a very, very happy and excited Ishan after celebrating Australia's T20 World Cup victory. What's up, man? Adi, adi, adi. Oi, oi, oi. Adi, adi, adi. Oi, oi, oi. Can you believe it? I am. I don't think I've been this happy watching cricket ever because this is probably the first time Aussies have been the minnows and they somehow ended up winning a title. Uh, it's unbelievable. What a game. What a one-sided final it was. Very anticlimactic. Uh, but my heart goes out to New Zealand, man. They were, I, I would say, the second best uh, team in the tournament. Uh, Pakistan, for me, were the best and those two should have had a final. But yeah, man, the big brother always wins when they play in the final. I think I remember comparing New Zealand to Atletico Madrid and Australia to Real in the final. There's only one outcome out of that. Uh, but Bala, I want to ask you, like, you know, there's been a lot of memes going on uh, post this match, especially coming in from SRH fans from certain, for a certain Davy Warner. Do you think his axing and humiliation to being benched uh, and stripped of captaincy actually added as a acted as a motivation for him to kill it? Oh, 100%. And we have seen this with David Warner. He's a he when when he gets emotional, he we get to see a different side of David Warner. Remember uh, after uh, that sudden death of uh, uh, Phil Phil Hughes, right? Hughes. That, Phil Hughes. Yeah, Hughes. And he was his best friend, like they were best mates and you could see how emotional he was. And the following series, series after series, he was hammering and he was, he, every century he was scoring, it was very emotional. It meant a lot to him. So Warner, when gets emotional, uh, that's a very dangerous product. And uh, in a way, SRH helped Australia by pissing him off so much and not letting too much time between IPL and the World Cup. So he was pissed off and he was red hot. And just Justin Langer just tapped into it. And yeah. what a performance, what a performance. And like it turned out to be really bad overall for SRH because uh, they pissed off Warner so that he could thrash their current captain, Kane Williamson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, last question before we you know move on to other things. There have been so many things to talk about uh, as the weekend comes up. Who, according to you, if I gave you the reins as ICC, would be the man of the tournament? Uh, so, I was split between uh, Zampa and uh, Babar. Uh, so, I was kind of split between these two. But maybe I would have given it to Zampa because Babar, there was a bit of an expectation that he will play well. So, if I have to put it in uh, managerial, uh, in, in, in corporate terms, he exceeded expectation, but Adam Zampa far exceeded expectations. So, so I would have given it to Zampa. Adam Zampa got four in his 360 degree review. Uh, so, Adam <laughs> Zampa for Bala. For me, I would 
actually give it to uh, I think I was happy with Warner getting it, but I feel you're completely accurate with Zanpa because he bowled the most crucial overs in every inning for Australia. That was between the ninth to the fifteenth over, where generally spinners are taken on by the batsman, and he actually brought the run rate down. And I think he finished third in the uh, top wicket taking list. So Zanpa, I agree. I'm on board. Uh, what you know? Now we're playing. New Zealand's playing India. India right now. Do you think New Zealand's going to be bumped? Like, are they going to be in the mood? Ah, uh, it's a it's a bit uh, it's a bit unfair in a way. I mean, they just played a World Cup finals and they are again back in India going to play a T20. uh but if you look at it from a professional angle hey i mean that's who you are you are a professional but yeah a lot of players have actually come out and talked about it i think tim zauti was the latest one who was who talked about uh, there's a potential uh, to get mental fatigue because of moving from a bubble to bubble uh, kane williamson has opted ha- has opted to sit out the t20s and only play the test matches so uh even in even from india uh, kohli Ro- uh, lot of big players i think bumrah they have all uh, going to sit out so it's not going to be a very uh, important tournament i don't think new zealand will take this as seriously as generally they would have but uh, but you will get to see a lot of new talent uh, at least some fresh talent playing people who weren't involved with the with their teams in the world cup so yeah that's one thing uh, i would say maybe But yeah, as I said, I know what's hmm. going to happen. We're going to thrash New Zealand, and Twitter will be like, "See, we beat the second best team in the world." <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's going to be. And our uh, our T Twenty ranking will also be better if you if you beat uh, New Zealand. So yeah. that's also possible. Great. So congratulations, Australia. Uh, Australia becomes the fourth team after India, Pakistan, and West Indies to have won. all major icc limited over trophies mitch marsh uh, i think becomes the second player to have won all the world cups all the limited overs world cups under 19 t20 and odi hazelwood i mean even hazelwood also actually becomes the third player and uh, hazelwood is apparently the danny alves and the rafael varan of uh, cricket i believe yeah. no one knows but he's won a lot of trophies he's won everything i think the only thing missing for him uh, is the world test championship which i don't think will happen in yeah. his career uh, and uh, the big bash actually the one that he's won was the champions league when we had a two year phase of the champions league so he never won the big bash so i think those two no i think he has won the big bash i think he has won the big bash also if i'm not wrong no, no, i'll no. check that out he's not he's not i can't okay Okay, great. But yeah, Hazelwood, great performance. Just won the IPL a uh, couple of months back, and now winning the World Cup with Australia. And Australia again, once again, congratulations! It was a great show, a great final. Kane Williamson played a blinder of an innings, which I still call one of the best T Twenty innings I have seen. And yeah, hard luck, New Zealand. Uh, maybe you will, you will. be winning a world cup soon i i still look at bala gets so emotional about <laughs> new zealand and kane williams <laughs> you will you will do it yaar wo wo yaar wo ek fantasy story hai matlab it's like guys for all your listeners all your listeners when you think of bala and kane williams and think of jaya bachchan and sharukh khan landing from a helicopter the moment kane williams in plays a shot bala lights diaz <laughs> 
anything for that man he deserves it <laughs> great man all right well actually that was a wonderful tournament so well done australia and uh, so that's about it for cricket right now we'll probably talk about the india new zealand upcoming series towards the end of this episode now in the next section we talk about the international football action we have a lot of teams qualified for world cup guys let's talk about them So UEFA's World Cup qualifiers are coming to an end. In fact, the first round of World Cup qualifiers are coming to an end. Uh, we are recording this on 16th November, Tuesday, 10:30 p.m. So there's only one round of games left, and there's only one group that is not decided yet. We now have 11 teams confirmed going for the Qatar 2022 World Cup, and it starts with obviously Qatar, the host team, Germany, Denmark, Brazil. the only south american team that has been qualified so far we have france belgium croatia spain serbia england and switzerland now we have two major upsets two teams in fact the two previous euros champions eventually are going to play the playoffs to get qualified ishan let's talk about italy later let's start with portugal uh after the game against ireland they drew against ireland i had a sense that they are going to screw this up and it was little criminal to see santos playing such a defensive style of football with that amount of attacking talent in the team i think it's disgraceful to be honest you know because i think santos has been given far too much of a leash a long leash post his euro win because that was unprecedented when it came to portugal football it's their greatest moment so i think post that and we can connect those dots with say mancini right now with italy when we talk about it uh, i think it's been quite bad in terms of performances from portugal right even if you look at these the last euros uh, which went portugal were not were a shadow of themselves considering the talent they have in their squad uh, and it all comes down through through the manager or should i say in international football it's the coach uh, because it's such a defensive mindset right you got the likes of cristiano ronaldo bernardo silva you know jao felix and many more who provide attacking flair and you play such a you know almost say a negative kind of football like football you would associate back in the 70s 80s with italy in a way uh, but without the tactics uh, and that i think proved very costly for portugal when it mattered especially against the game against serbia because to be honest that's the game they should be putting away very easily with the talent they have uh, a great last minute winner a dramatic finish all of that included portugal should have never been in that position yeah yeah i see uh, portugal for the game against uh, serbia portugal went for a draw i mean a draw would have been enough for them to qualify but and they went for a draw that that was very very disappointing to watch and it just so happened that they paid for that mistake we all could see how ronaldo reacted to that loss and uh, see it's very clear here i mean you there are certain obvious points that are there and right in front of you and i'm not sure why the portugal fa are not looking at it and see this has been a trend over the last 6 uh, 7 years we have been watching it started off with germany and yogi lo when you win a major trophy you tend to stick with that manager for a very long time 
and you tend to like reward him uh, or reward him or her uh, for their failures just because of that one trophy they won sadly france was about to get into that kind of uh, a, a problem but we don't know they won the nations league but i'm still have some doubt, my doubts with france and portugal is again the third team who are going through the same cycle so i don't see santos continuing with the portugal job for a long time now that's about it for portugal now talking about the other european champions who are going to go through the playoffs italy like four months back they were the european champions and now again second consecutive world cup they have to go through the playoffs and last last world cup playoff didn't work out too well for them uh they didn't make it and yeah. they might get a tricky opponent again uh, and what i noticed about the the italian style post the euros is that they become toothless in attack if you remember the euros both of us were you know going gaga about their attacking player you know insigne uh, and locatelli all of them you know blowing defenses apart but they are a shadow of that and it's the same players so is it a lack of motivation i don't even think that's possible when you're looking to qualify for a world cup so i i truly do not know what's going wrong with italy what do you think bala like see this is again i don't have the tactical nuances to see like where exactly they are going wrong but there is one thing that i have noticed with italy over the years i have seen is even though italy is known for their uh, tactical discipline their defensive uh, organization etc they are very emotional bunch of people uh, italy are at their best when they are at their best emotional level and whatever that euro victory i think they must have gone through a big emotional drain after what happened with the previous world cup after whatever they had to go through and then winning the euros kind of gave them that emotional release so maybe they are relaxing a little bit uh, but i still believe italy will come through they still have the quality in fact the playoffs are going to happen in march so uh, they still have enough time to get their act together but it is definitely shocking it was definitely shocking to see them not make it through but credit to switzerland also uh, they've always been this side uh, who come up good against the big teams we just saw them defeat france uh, in the in the euros uh, just went through and narrowly lost to spain on a on a, on a penalty shootout so uh, credit to switzerland also they also did really well to get qualified but before before we end this i don't see if italy don't end up qualifying I don't see Jorginho ever taking penalties again. Oh yeah, three penalties. Yeah, it's like there was a time that Jorginho never missed, but now it's almost like he can't score, uh, and it proves really costly because the penalty miss against Switzerland is the difference from them automatically qualifying and now going into the playoffs. So yeah, so that's for the Euro qualifiers tonight. We have the last round of matches. The match that everyone has to watch out is the Netherlands versus Norway game. Netherlands are on top right now, so they are either need a draw. They will be looking for a win to confirm qualification. Remember, Netherlands also failed to qualify for the previous World Cup, so they are also looking to make sure that they don't miss out on this World Cup also. With the kind of talent Netherlands have, they should go through. but the most important game you guys can watch out for tomorrow early morning 5 o'clock if anyone i mean by the time you're listening to this this game would be over it's the big one guys argentina versus brazil if i'm not wrong this is by far the oldest footballing rivalry ever 
uh, we they played the copa america finals argentina won 1-0 in context of world cup qualifiers this may not be a big game for brazil because they have already qualified uh, but for argentina getting a win in this game will almost cement their position so and obviously it's argentina versus brazil so the game will have a lot of drama yeah i hope <laughs> i hope the game happens I, i i hope the brazilian i hope the authorities don't come in and interrupt this time also yeah that'll be fun news is that neymar is out with an injury uh and something that i've noticed about the argentinian football uh, like game right now and why they're doing so well is how solid they are defensively they've got some really good defenders solid defense and that sets it up for the you know the the geniuses or the actual star uh, in the argentinian squad which is their forward line with lautaro martinez angel di maria messi debala so it's a really good stable structure argentina build themselves and obviously this game won't decide anything but i know they'll eventually qualify uh, they'll be pr- a pretty tough team to beat or score against in the world cup yeah you brought in a very interesting point about argentina like they are a tough team to beat right now they haven't lost in the last 25 26 competitive games scaloni has brought in a very good defensive discipline i mean someone like otamendi is dishing out clean sheets i mean that's a news in itself and uh, to be very honest i saw their uh, highlights their game against uh, uruguay uh, it's a bit of a luck that argentina didn't concede a goal there were a lot of close chances but there were a lot of last ditch defending also but what they were good as you were saying the brilliance that they have up front remember this game messi wasn't playing i think messi played or messi came in a substitute or something like that it was uh, dibala and di maria combined to 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 get that goal and look at the di maria's goal it's an unbelievable goal so that's what argentina can do and it will be very interesting to see how they go about this game and in fact in the world cup also they could be an interesting team to watch out for great so that's about it for the world cup qualifiers as i was saying before after uh, tonight's games the next round of games will happen only by march where the qualified teams might be playing some friendlies but uh, the teams that are on playoffs Uh, will have to play a one-legged playoff. Uh, it's not a two-legged playoff, unlike the previous uh, seasons or the sort of the previous versions. Uh, so that's adds another jeopardy. Like Portugal, Italy, they don't have a second chance. They'll have to win the game. That one game, they'll have to win it. So it'll be very interesting to watch out. So uh, we'll talk about that when that happens. So that's about it, guys, for international World Cup. qualifiers in the next section we have a quite extensive speed point where we'll talk about a lot of things that happened around the world of sports welcome back to sports touch we are going to start the speed point section with the f1 sao paulo grand prix where lewis hamilton won an extremely well fought race verstappen came second bottas came third now based on what i have seen on twitter and general in online people are raving about how awesome lewis hamilton was and how this is one of his best ever races was it true i mean did you feel that way I will tell you why this is one of the best ever if not the best because he's done this before he's done coming back from the line and winning a race but the pressure right now the amount which is at stake it's a championship at stake generally when he's done these miraculous comebacks either the championship has been decided or you know he's miles ahead 
this is when he's trailing he still has a quite a good chance of winning it and to do that under that pressure guys remember this weekend was a sprint qualifying so there were two rounds of qualifying to then bring him to to decide the starting grid for the main race and hamilton was disqualified because of certain technicalities uh, and was happen just as an information was fine but hamilton started 10th and then coming from 10th to win the race i mean unbelievable very good strategy in terms of pit pit stops from the mercedes team something that has let hamilton down in the last couple of races one thing which was interesting was how dominant mercedes are on the straight i was watching the highlights they are literally they literally fly like you know the red bull ferraris everything they pale in comparison to the straight line speed of mercedes something which perez brought up post post the race where you know he found something iffy about how fast they are on the straight because there's something different right but full credit to hamilton this season gets better and better uh, i cannot wait for the remainder three races right yeah. three more races yeah. left it's going to be incredible my money still on verstappen just because i want a new champion but it's lewis hamilton he is the goat without a doubt so if anyone can do it he can if lewis hamilton wins this season he will overtake michael schumacher right has the maximum number of championships he already has the maximum number of race wins i think he will beat uh, michael schumacher with this title or he's already beaten i'm not sure Okay, we'll confirm that, listeners, or you can find that out by yourself. But yeah, talking about the final standings right now, like how close it is, how crucial the next three races are. Uh, Verstappen now leads by fourteen points. I think the lead was about twenty-eight, twenty-nine points before the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. That's cut down by more than half. And uh, when it comes to the constructor constructors champions, uh, Mercedes are eleven points ahead of Red Bull. I think they were. Two or three points ahead during the last race, I think they have pulled away. So it's getting very, very tight. The action now shifts from America to Middle East. Next week there is the Qatar Grand Prix, and then you have the Saudi, and then the Grand Finale. It ends at Abu Dhabi. Like as UAE didn't see enough action over the last five months. They need more. They need all eyes on UAE all the time. I, I I I agree with you. I'm getting severe exhaustion from watching sports in the UAE. It's just too much. <laughs> oh God! They uh, they think I think see see this is where I mean I'm slightly deviating from the topic, but let's say futuristic sport could be like this. So you will have an entire region that's sports. So all players, all sports persons across the world will go to that area. Play sport for five six months and then go to their respective place. It's called the Olympics, Bala. <laughs> An extended Olympics, like forever. <laughs> <laughs> Valentino Rossi, the Italian motorcycle champion, has finally retired after winning nine world champions after four hundred and thirty-two starts. At the age of forty-two, he retired after his final race at Valencia. I'm going to admit, I know nothing about this sport. The only thing that I know about this sport. Is Valentino Rossi? I think I came across his name way back. I think fifteen, sixteen years back. Do you remember when was the first time you came across the name Valentino Rossi? See, I've never seen superbike, uh, you know, racing too much. But 
Valentino Rossi is one name everyone knows. He's almost like the Nike of like shoe brands in a way. Like people know Nike, they might not wear it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the that's the dominance he's had over the sport over like multiple decades. Uh, you know, he was the champ when Schumacher raced. He was the champ when Alonso won. He was the champ when Hamilton started winning. Vettel started winning. He remained being a champ, and that that shows. The, his greatness, the longevity of his, you know, you know, his career and how much he's won. I think it faded out in the last couple of years. There've been, you know, Lorenzo and there have been other competitors coming out. But you know, for he he made that sport, the brand he created, the memories he made. He is the reason why a lot of lot more people watch Superbike uh, championships right now. So the world of motorsport will definitely miss him. But you know, he's still there. He's gonna be. I don't. I'm not surprised. I think he'll get bored and come back, like how Schumacher did, uh, in a year or two. And on his final race, he had a very pleasant surprise where his close friend, the Brazilian Ronaldo, the great Brazilian Ronaldo, the football player, uh, wavered the checkered flag uh, for his friend. So it was a very, uh, a very great tribute to an exceptional, exceptional career. See, also about athletes extending their career for a longer period. This has become a norm over the years, and I feel it's a bit unfair to tell uh, an athlete when he or she reaches the age, let's say 33, 34, that their time is over. They have reached their peak, and uh, from here it's just decline. We have seen a lot of examples where players have performed really well even after that age. No, I agree with you. Uh, people have, I think. Fitness and how people take care of their bodies has significantly evolved from when both of us started watching sports. I think we still go back to default of when we were kids, where thirty-two, thirty-three was treated as now you're old, you should probably retire. That's no longer the case in any sport. Uh, not just you know the ones we watch like cricket or football. In any every sport we've seen, uh, you know, sports people increase their longevity, increase their career, and actually do better. Have great You know, end end the final years of their careers, and that's incredible. Uh, speaking of longevity, I think you forgot to mention Rip Van Winkle returning to Barcelona. Uh, Mr. Danny Alves. Oh yes, Mr. Danny Alves. Oh, what a great segue! What a what a fantastic segue <laughs> that was. <laughs> oh, it was great news, man. See, as uh, see, I I told you, I told this during. Uh, Xavi's announcement as the coach also as a Barcelona fan there is very little that where you can find positivity and happiness around so you will hold on to that as long as you can so Dani Alves coming back is a great great thing to happen i'm i'm very sure that he's going to contribute less on the field and he is there just as an added voice uh someone who will assist chavi in terms of handling the people around handling the players around because daniel was is known to be a very uh uh how to put it very friendly and a very uh a, a, a very great person to be and around he is he's kind of has that charisma around him so maybe chavi sees a value and uh, and he's also happy coming back to barcelona so that's a that's a great thing hopefully it works out all your listeners who probably are bollywood fanatics if you've seen the movie chichore what happens in college and then they have friends coming back i think zavi is doing that you know getting back the old crew daniel alves thiago alcantara is now rumored to come back 
Messi is probably there's a rumor Messi suddenly wants to come back, and the entire family is going to reunite. Uh, David Villa might come back from the grave. Uh, you know, it's going to be a reunion tour, uh, Swedish house mafia style for Barcelona. I don't know if this will actually get good results, though. Dude, I'm telling you. Uh, we touched upon this during our last episode also that how political a club barcelona is who knows like laporta has a plan and he is already has uh, amazon prime and netflix and all these guys ready to go around and shoot the real scenes and make a great story out of it and sell the fuck out of that also i mean who knows it can happen <laughs> i agree yeah. i definitely see a initial honeymoon period yeah Where Barcelona do really well, but I think it will go back to norm after a bit. But yeah, let's move on to other points. There's a couple of points we want to talk about before we wrap up. So yeah, you're right. So we'll talk about the weekend games and the India New Zealand series a little bit later. But before that, what's happening at NBA? Are uh, any interesting games to look forward to? Any upsets, etc. Guys, I tonight, in fact, is the game to watch. If you guys, I think it's going to be early mornings for us in India. It's going to be the Golden State Warriors versus the Brooklyn Nets. For those of you who don't know, Golden State Warriors have you know Stephen Curry has come back from a long-term injury, and they have looked unbelievable back like the 2017-2016 years of the golden age of the Golden State Warriors. I would say uh, they've I think they're nine and one or ten and one actually. They've lost just one game, and they face the face the Brooklyn Nets, who are being led by Kevin Durant. my all time favorite basketball player and current mvp candidate so it's going to be steph curry versus kevin durant today by for people who don't know they used to play together at golden state as well so do if you have the opportunity to catch this game check it out it's going to be amazing my money is on steph curry putting down 50 points again uh, on another update uh, my team the los angeles lakers have been hopelessly pathetic uh, since the beginning of this season uh they can't catch a break they've got multiple injuries lebron james is out with an injury uh they've had a string of losses they won a game last week and then they lost again they lost a couple of games again on the trot so things are not looking very good for them uh anthony davis uh in the last game got ejected just because he was tying his shoelaces do check it out it's quite a funny video uh uh the rest in the in other news the chicago bulls are doing very well with you know they've got a new team uh they completely shed their entire roster last season and got lonzo ball alex caruso demar derozan who were really good up and coming stars uh so this is going to be derozan by the way is already an established star but yeah so it's picking up right now i think the intensity is finally building up because we are the the early phase of the season is over people now actually wins and losses actually have begun to matter so do check out the nba don't miss the game Worst case, just check out YouTube and watch highlights. It's great. Absolutely world class. So the last section of today's episode uh, is mostly about a new start, a new beginning for many teams, and one of the teams that who is going to have a new beginning is our Indian cricket team under the reign of our new coach. Rahul Dravid and under the captaincy of Rohit Sharma at least Rohit Sharma is the new Indian captain at least for T20 right now Ishan we touched 
upon this doing our first uh, section when we talked about uh, how new zealand cricket team will be looking forward to playing this or not uh, but yeah there is a lot to look forward for india also after a horrible t20 world cup uh, indians will be looking to bounce back yeah and uh, so it's not going to be exciting in terms of what how how much or how little it matters this series or the outcome of it but i think what i'm personally excited about is the new faces who are going to get the opportunity due to so many of our i would say fixed starters taking a break uh, so i'm excited to see the likes of ashreya sayer getting getting a chance uh, you know there there are other people in the squad who are going to get you know games up i want ishan kishan to do something because he's just a lot of potential and no bite as of now uh, so he has to show what he's worth uh, but it's all about rahul dravid he is going to be the trp maker something that he never done in his career or never wanted to be the center of attention but hey now you are the coach of the indian cricket team you are the center of attention so bala i am going to put this question back to you what are the things you what are the changes you would like to see rahul dravid bring into this indian squad who by the way did outstandingly under ravi shastri you have to give that yeah see one one major thing i want this new indian team to have uh, not particularly should be brought by rahul dravid is a very good all rounder i think jaddu is a good all rounder i'm not uh, not saying that he is not a good all rounder but we need one more person at least a medium pace bowling all rounder that's very very important so that's why i'm looking forward to venkatesh iyer looking forward to see more of him we all know how impressive he was for kkr during the ipl and obviously uh, ruturaj <laughs> hardik pandya hardik pandya hardik pandya i see i would want to i would want him to perform there's a lot of talent in him and uh, He's a great talent. When he's in song, it's a great player to watch. But yeah, things are not clicking for him. So I really hope. No, wait, wait, Bala. Bala, no, his talent just caught up in customs. He'll it'll get back to you. <laughs> oh, he's still not able to produce a, a receipt for his talent. So <laughs> they have caught his talent in customs. <laughs> Poor fellow, man. Nah, when when it rains, it pours for Hardik Pandya. But yeah, coming back to the Indian team, apart from Venkatesh Iyer, I would love to uh, have another look at Ruturaj Gaekwad. He was superb for CSK during IPL, so would love to see him, and uh, would love to see some more uh, bowlers uh, coming in front. Uh, so there are some interesting bowlers. You have uh, Hashal Patel, Avesh Khan. Uh, both of them did very well in IPL. So. looking forward to see these talents coming up and see how they can challenge for starting positions and which is anyways good for indian cricket so that is awesome uh, so there are three t20 internationals two test matches t20 national starts tomorrow 7 pm and then you have one on friday and one on sunday followed by two test matches now talking about Bala, which channel is this match? Ah, uh, so all of this will be on Hotstar, Star Sports. So talking about ex-players, ex-legends coming back to coaching, coming back to coach big teams, we have the first game for Barcelona under Xavi's coaching career. At least Xavi's coaching career as Barcelona's manager, and eventually it turns out to be a Catalan derby. Uh, it's Barcelona versus Espanyol. It's happening at Nou Camp, Saturday night or Sunday, one thirty a.m. Indian time. 
I am totally looking forward to it. I think after almost one and a half years, I am really looking forward to watch a Barcelona game. So not even Clásicos I was looking forward to watch. So that says a lot. And uh, hopefully we'll see a very good uh, performance. Some of the Barcelona players did very well for Spain. Gavi especially was brilliant. Busquets had a good game. So hopefully we'll get to see some of that on the field for Barcelona. What do you think of Ishan? I mean, we have spoken about this. If you have a word or two to add. I, for, for the first time, probably I'm in my life, I think I'm supporting Barcelona in this game. Because Xavi for me was one of my favorite enemy team players. Uh, back in the heyday, uh, because he he was just such an amazing player, and he did he said so little. He was so he was like a Raul Dravid if you speak think of it, right? He didn't. He was always never mentioned, but always the first person to be on the team. Uh, and I'm very interested to see how he is going to shape up Barcelona, especially in these challenging times. And I feel that he is the right man to do it. Yes, he does not have uh, managerial experience. uh you know in the big leagues but he knows barcelona he is barcelona and you know when things go bad he will go to la masia he will pick out gems and he will do it so i am really excited for this phase because for me as a real madrid fan you need a very strong barcelona to make life interesting uh there was a time i used to go to siddhi vinayak temple to pray for real madrid against barcelona because that's how little i thought of madrid when Zavi's Barcelona was playing, and God gifted me with a six-nil defeat. <laughs> I remember when that happened. Uh, so I've never gone to Siddhi Vinayak again. Uh, so yeah, so I'm excited. I'm supporting a Barcelona in this game. Obviously not for the season, but just for this game. I hope Zavi does well. So moving on from one legend coaching his team to another legend coaching not his team but some other team, Steven Gerrard. is the new Aston Villa head coach uh, he left rangers immediately as soon as he came to know that aston villa wants him so he left rangers he came to aston villa lot of rangers fans are still very very upset but yeah they could understand why steven gerrard must have chosen this job very interesting and a very interesting appointment i mean actually i was i was actually pretty happy because this seems like a great uh, career path towards becoming or uh, what he wants to become the next liverpool manager i actually uh, i'm on the other side of the fence on this i think it was a really uh, wrong time for him to move to aston villa because he made rangers formidable and let's not forget rangers are a massive club in the world people know about rangers probably more than i think they know about aston villa aston villa is meaning they have european titles to their name historically or trophy wise they are bigger in a way in terms of european competitions but it's a challenge i feel what would it take for him to be do at aston villa to get him considered for liverpool uh, qualification for europe i how you know how tough that is in the premier league right now uh, you know even finishing top 6 with the teams we have right now in the premier league so his challenge is huge uh, at aston villa so for me for him to be considered in the future for liverpool it would take some miracle performance like a renieri and a lester performance for him to be in the you know conversation plus i don't see klopp going anywhere anytime soon no i agree to your point but the one thing where i see that this could work is again going with 
Klopp's contract that's ending on 2024 and Steven Gerrard's current contract with Aston Villa is also going to end in 2024 but what will Liverpool look into Steven Gerrard if he wants to become the next Liverpool manager is to play a certain style of football use players in a certain way and as you said european places will be an amazing success but i think liverpool will probably look at 8th 7th challenging the top playing some good football creating some good players from that team so those are the kind of things that i believe the liverpool management will be uh, looking for with steven gerrard they are playing the first game against brighton on saturday 8:30 now there is another change in the managerial positions i mean we were just talking about dean smith getting fired as the aston villa coach now he has replaced daniel farker as the new coach of norwich city so if daniel farker gets appointed as rangers manager in the next one or two weeks then we'll have a complete cycle then ekta kapoor will take over <laughs> you know the best part of this aston villa's sorry you know the best part of dean smith's appointment his last game with aston villa was against southampton guess against which team he is playing his first game as norwich manager southampton southampton hasan hotel pe wale abhi kya hai last time bhi tu hi tha is time bhi tu hi but i don't understand why would anyone right now want to take up the norwich job like to achieve what it's a it's a free hit it's a free hit for dean smith it's a free hit so Maybe that's why he has taken it. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Now, talking about interesting games in the weekend, there is one big game in Italy. It's Inter versus Napoli. Uh, remember, Inter played AC Milan, who were the number one team, I think, during the last week. And this week, they are playing Napoli, who is joined top with AC Milan in the La Liga table. Sorry. Who are joined top with AC Milan in the Serie A table. So... This will be an exciting game to watch Sunday night 10:30. Ishan, any early thoughts on Inter Napoli? Uh, well, I personally hope for an Inter win. I don't see that happening. Uh, it's going to be a scoring, high-scoring game in a way because both teams are very attacking in their mindset. But I still see no Napoli coming um, out as winners in this game uh, because they just are playing better football. Inter, I think, started off really well. you know we had this phase that hey we don't miss lukaku kind of phase we don't miss conte phase and now they're back to probably missing them quite a lot so i still feel napoli has the edge but again what a great game to watch yeah it will be a fantastic game to watch and then there is lazio versus juve also juve under a lot of pressure in fact allegri under a lot of pressure uh, his italian players are also not firing kiesa has been a bit of hit and miss this season uh, bonucci is not having the greatest of season locatelli the new signing had some flashes of brilliance but again hasn't performed consistently across lazio again a very topsy turvy season so far under uh, maurizio sarri this will also be a very interesting game to watch out for both uh, so lazio juventus game is on saturday night inter napoli is on sunday night so that's about all the updates all the weekend games to look forward to and everything that happened in the world of sports 
great guys so that's about it for episode 45 as always we had a lot of fun recording it and as always hope you had a lot of fun listening to it now guys we are making a lot of changes we have a new logo woohoo so we will update you guys with our new logo and uh, we'll be doing a lot of uh, social media posts moving forward we'll be more active so we would like you guys to share this podcast with your friends family whosoever is interesting whosoever is interested to know what's happening around the world of sports so please do that and we will come back to you by uh, next monday or next tuesday to talk about everything that happened in the world of sports so until then it's bye from bala and bye from ishan guys and do note bala said please share it with all your friends who are interesting not those who are interested <laughs> so bala spoke the word of truth so Freudian on script. that note have a great week guys <laughs> have a great week bye thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed what you heard please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily You can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the rate sports charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate the Jam Room Audio. Bye.